Yep. And just remember that our watchword for today again is what would Eskel do? En mysterious tid. En magisk värld. En värld byggd av myter och legender. Ereb Altor. Let's go to various rewards, shall we? First of all, well done. Uh, I may have gone a little easy on the vampire thing <laughs> from last time, but I thought it was more important to just wrap up the, that uh, story point rather than um, gr- grind you guys down. <laughs> for for getting rid of the the influence of the this particular Koshim cult uh, in the region and and uh, figuring out a way to uh, destroy two vampires. I mean. It doesn't take long before you you remember some of you or one of you that oh yeah they don't like sunlight do they and since they're paralyzed we can just drag them out leave them in the, in the morning sun and that's going to take care of them no problem there so for that you get ten hero points uh, you get the usual five bonus experience points for achieving something useful and um, as far as Yana and Eskel goes uh, since you've now tackled you've seen the practical application of ways of dealing with the undead. You get to um, uh, get the lore undead skill at the base level, which is based on your intelligence. So if you have between 9 and 12, it's a 2. If you have a between 13 and 15, it's a 3. And our already knowledgeable Sigmund gets two experience points for, for the skill. And you all get to make psychic power um, improvement rolls. Ta-da! Which is where you take 20 and you you subtract your existing psychic power, and then you roll a d20 equal to or less than the value you get when you do the subtraction. There's not a critical failure on this roll, I hope. No, no. <laughs> you lose psychic power. <laughs> your brain explodes. <laughs> okay, nobody does. Now, um, in the priestess's own quarters, there is a prominent, well, prominent, you know, from among all the other crap that's in there, there's a small ledger. It's written in what seems to be like old regional Jorish, probably some sort of, uh, it wouldn't be Prangy dialect, but it's like a local dialect uh, in, an, in an older form. So it's kind of like um, somebody today picking up a manuscript in a transition period between Old and Middle English and going, uh, what's this? It's full of stuff that appears to be names. So that could be an interesting little thing uh, to pick up. Your, your choice. All this stuff is stuff that's lying around, nobody's using it, and, and uh, if in the coming weeks you take steps to, to recover it, it can be recovered. Probably grab the wine. Well, I've seen Zygmunt's interested in all those masses of books and scrolls and, mm-hmm. of course, the, uh, the femur of evilness. <laughs> So you figure out some some of the stuff that you want to take with you, and uh, you, you're going to have to help Jorlax uh, return uh, to Torsberg because he's he's very woozy after when when the adrenaline goes away, like he he's weak from the injuries and blood loss. Is there anything in particular you want to do in the sanctuary before pack up? Like obviously, it took most of the day to get here. You've spent. Uh, a good deal of the evening <laughs> you know, going through probably the rest of the, the, the day, in fact, in the evening, going through all the, the rooms and finding the, the stuff. We have taken capture of a few of the remain cultists. Right, right, right. Uh, there are probably one or two that you could have bound together or something. Use sure. pack mules. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that works. I assume you take some rest and then back? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I guess you can figure out if you want to do something in particular with your hero points or if you want to spend some uh, some experience points somewhere. Uh, we can do that, and then we can just plop you in Torsberg and get on with things. I added, uh, I think, three abilities. One is a focus ability, which allows you to make an additional attack, parry, or instinct-based dodge action in a combat round in exchange for some psychic power points. One is uh, Bane, which allows you, which is basically like the the ranger ability in D and D, right? You pick a particular critter or race or something, and then you get a, a plus five bonus to any hostile action taken against them. There's also Sense Demon, 
which allows you to use the instinct skill to sense the presence of demonic entities and artifacts um, inside of psychic power meters. So you have some new options. So those 6.1s look real good, but I'm not sure I'd want to do all 12 of my points all at once. Out of six cents, Weapon Master, Bane, Sense Demon, which one do I want? <laughs> well, I was thinking of taking Sense Demon. I'll take Weapon Master. No, if we were to rejigger these characters, but the only thing I would change would be the one spell which I've never used because I never had a chance. That's Curse Weapon. I mean, I could have used Seal a couple of times, but Curse Weapon, every time I. It's like it's easier for me to just whack the weapon out of their hands than it would be to. Actually, try cursing it. Maybe you haven't met the right circumstances. I mean, that that uh, runic femur. Well, I doubt me cursing it would have done anything to its actual abilities. As it's not a not a club per se. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a wand or whatever heck it was, or a channeler. We'll see what Sigmund discovers. I'd study it and then try doing the the vision thing on that lets me figure out how to use it. Sure. Might be might be something you can do on the way back without any greater problems. So it's it's a human femur. Uh, part of it has been filed away at one end. You could probably use it to draw things in the sand if you wanted to. Acts as a combined uh, sand pen, <laughs> ritual pen, whatever you want to call it, and um, and some sort of wand. The Erde runes uh, are, are inscribed to focus a particular type of, um, I think it's a necromantic discipline um, or some sort of dark magical um, thing. It has uh, a bunch of psychic powers stored in it for the purposes of triggering the magic in it. It doesn't draw uh, power from the world around it, and it doesn't draw power from you. Uh, it draws power from its own source. And if you meditate on it, you can you can put psychic power from yourself into it if you wish, or you could put it in a like a place of power where magical power magical uh, energies meet and um, make a little ritual and and leave it there, and then it'll soak up the psychic power from there. In game terms, the wand has a spell called Hand of Death, which um, when you point the femur at a particular target. Uh, and activate the spell. Uh, it causes a d6 damage to um, the target's chest as the spell slowly begins to molaram its way into the target's heart uh, and yank it out of the body. Hmm. And every round it's active, it costs one psychic power point, and this is loaded with 25 of them. There's the following fantastic spells. It has Hand of Death, at the level of effect one, it has sigil level of effect one, um, which is essentially like um, you, you bind shit to the the femur. It has permanence, so once you use the spell, it doesn't go away. It's it's permanently inked and or carved into the bone. And it has charge, and each charge it has six levels of charge, and each charge is like five points, so or four maybe. Well, maybe it's thirty actually. Yeah, it should be thirty. Uh, so twenty-five remaining, but but it can it has a potential to load up thirty points of psychic power. Well, that can be useful. But once you spend the ones that are in the femur, they're gone, right? So you have to manually charge it up. Leave it under Eskel's pillow. <laughs> he doesn't use his psychic power anyway. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anything else that you study on the way back? I did. Go ahead and decide to spend my bonus experience. I uh, I just upped Leatherwork 1 and Search 1 because those are comparatively inexpensive. I bought uh, the Demon Sense and upped my Undead and my Instinct because they were reasonably cheap. And like I said, I, I bumped my Instinct up and bought uh, Quick Strike. And that's it. And I have point on hide, so I just improved it by one. Is there anything in particular that you you guys absolutely want to bring with you from the from from the reading room? Take the messages. All right, that can be useful. Might be able to trace us back to other cultists that we can uh, have a talk with. Right, so remember, you're going to have to at least for the way down to Torsberg, somebody's going to have to help Jorlax if you care about him, and that's an if. 
because he can't walk properly on his own. He's too weak. You have the two sort of terrified, uh, defeated cultists tied together who could maybe like on command be hauling the gold chest or something, right? Ha! 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 Where are they going to run, buddy? That's a heavy <laughs> chest. You yeah. tie them to the chest, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like putting a ball and chain on them. Okay, I'm not going to run exactly. very far. <laughs> There's also Arnott, if you, if you care about bringing him to Torsberg, um, and you would have to make like a, what's it called? Like one of those, like two, the two sticks that you drag behind you with the, the bed. Travoy or whatever it's called, yeah. Needs like two of those. Right. I guess you could put some crap on that, uh, besides them on them, <laughs> if you wanted to. So it takes about two days to get back um, the way down from the mountains and then down to the road and then getting back to Torsberg. I think by that time, Arnold is, is in a state where he's more or less not completely destroyed, like he's aware of where he is and what's going on. And, you know, he's very surprised that you you're dragging him down from the mountain, right? You're, you're, you're near Torsberg, that kind of stuff. We don't have to go into detail, but um, apparently uh, he was removed from uh, the jail in the night. Somebody put a cloth over his head and dragged out, uh, he think, to the woods. And then he doesn't quite remember the rest. He remembers some of the, the torture, obviously. But yeah, somebody, somebody had the keys to his cell. Probably a jailer. Did we give the jailer too? Is he in the cult? Oh no, we leave that to the mayor. The mayor will take care of that because he'll want to find out how the hell this happened. If right, it you, wasn't the mayor, go all the way to the top. <laughs> did you bring the ledger that you found in the priestess's quarters? Certainly. Yeah, that one, and uh, I said, like I said the the messages from other cultists. So we've got ideas of the network. That... Yeah, you. So you return to Torsberg in the in the. Uh, on the late side of day two, um, leaving the, the sanctuary. Uh, and by this time, the town has undergone uh, a small transformation. There, there are uh, more people than you remember. The square has been um, arrayed with um, colorful cloth and tables, and uh, it's been it's been changed up. There's a like a makeshift uh, uh, like a speaker's pulpit thing um they've set up um outside of city hall council house stone council house i guess i've called it city hall up until now anyway uh, a wicker man <laughs> not quite that bad but there's there's clearly like uh they're clearly setting things up for like town square you know f- festival of eating and singing and dancing and uh, i think you pass some new corrals and stuff that they've been constructing outside the wall, possibly for, for related activities. There's also a, like a big, uh, not a wicker man, but there's a, clearly like a big uh, bonfire thing going on. They're uh, arranging. So where's your first uh, stop once you get back? Oh, and uh, uh, Sigmund obviously has all psychic PowerPoints back. Anyone who lost any or spent any, those are back. So we're clear on that. We'll have Dr. Joylock stuff at his house. Uh, you know what? We should stop at the Widow Windsor's and put the put the gold chest up in the attic. <laughs> so Jorlax doesn't have a house. He's here. He's a foreigner. So you you kind of have to like dump him in the inn in that case, <laughs> like the common room essentially. You could take the scrolls and stuff to the priestigman, while us where we take Arnod and the two cultists to the mayor. And in going through all these as much as I could, messages and stuff, I. I haven't spotted any names that I know from uh, here at Torsberg. Uh, not in the missives. The missives appear to be from other lands. Uh, so, like the one from Lady Zadea in Jorpagna. Nobody, nobody local that you see. Not in those missives, anyway. There, there is the ledger that you haven't been able to decipher. Okay, I'd go to the uh, the temple. Let's do that. I guess you're doing that while they're, the rest of them are dumping <laughs> Jorlax at the end. The, the temple is all like a hustle and bustle, and uh, you, you take an exasperated head, new head priest, Flanso, aside, I guess, for more of a private conversation. Yeah. So he's, he's uh, su- surprised to see you back so soon. And I, I think one of the earliest first things he's, he says is, where you, you're already successful? 
Uh, yes, we, we killed the vampire and the sorceress and broke up the local cult there. <laughs> it's another Tuesday. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I give him the general rundown on what happened and what we found there. And I'll, uh, I'll say, well, we found messages to people in other lands. They found this ledger that uh i'm not good with the old jorish so if uh is there anybody around here who might be better at it than than me right so he's incredulous at the whole story and all but uh once you show the ledger uh his brows furrow and and um he opens it and looks through it and he shakes his head uh yeah i think i can read some of this but it's in a it is definitely an old local dialect uh uh there is a a scholar here uh, he used to be on the council. Uh, what was his name? Harrod. Uh, he should be able to help you. Where can I find him? I believe if he is not uh, partaking of, of uh, something at the inn, he should be at his house. It should be, yeah, he points it to one of the harbor adjacent um, buildings. Then I'll uh, like to go there. Yes, I check in with uh, my companions and if we'll. See if they've dumped our prisoners off, I guess, with the the city council or the mayor. <laughs> so you, you expected them to do that while you go the priest? Yeah. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> I'm guessing this is after you've dumped the gold chest at, at the widow's place and uh, you've dumped your legs. And so you wander off. Do you, do you go to City Hall or the jail or what do you do? Where do you go? Anything we could we could leave at the Widow Renzas, we would leave at Widow Renzas. So yeah, march him over to the city, you know, to this to town to town council and uh, present the missing prisoner Arnod and the two cultists back to the back to whoever wants to receive them. Right. So how do you approach it? Do you like step in and just uh, holler for people to hey? Ar-? Uh, the, the place is actually pretty busy. Like there are there appears to be a, a fairly great number of foreign uh or foreign looking like merchants and traders uh who are all talking and gesticulating at each other and and vying for the attention of the of the burgomaster who apparently is in charge of organizing some of the like where where, where, where are we supposed to be and so on and so forth it's a bit of a hullabaloo once you get in there almost looks like maybe we should talk to the guard instead yeah probably Neither one of us is good at persuading people to listen. I mean, I mean, the option is I could just simply say, "Hey, we got demon worshippers here. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's take him to the guard." Okay. A moment later, you're down at the jail building. You see the same tired-looking captain uh, as before, in his mail shirt and helmet off, and present the uh, prisoner Arnod, who has disappeared from your cells. He looks very surprised at. Uh, at that, in in a way that is, uh, hmm, you have the empathy ability, right? So the empathy empathy lets you get the state of mind of people. It's not like a lie detector, but uh, you can figure out if somebody is uh, clearly not being. You, know, you can you can tell when people are slimy. <laughs> like, they're probably not up to any good, or when they they actually harbor hostility toward you. Yeah, he seems surprised, but. Also, you you maybe detect like a, a hint of anger, and then he says, "Why? That's tremendous! How did?" And then he sort of steps over to the door that leads into the the cells and looks through it, and he shouts uh, into into it, it's like "Rigos, Rigos, come here!" And um, guard Rigos um, comes out. After a while, he you hear the clattering of, of iron keys. Reporting for, and then he looks over and he sees all of you there, all but five of you. you I'm, I'm guessing you brought the cultists. Oh yeah, we brought them too. They're still tied together. Yeah, so he's he looks surprised, almost shocked. And uh, the captain is like, "Explain to me how this prisoner is not in a cell. This was your responsibility." And Rico's like, "I that's I could have sworn I I saw him last night. That and he goes back." I understood that he was to be executed like four days ago, wasn't he? Five days ago, I believe. Five days uh, ago, yeah. Arnaud, you were supposed to be executed five days ago? Something something like that, yes. We've just hauled him down from the mountains north of here. We found him with a bunch of uh, cultists, like these two fine specimens. 
Demon cultists. Demon cultists? We have to wonder. I don't know, has he suffered sufficiently having been tortured, or is, uh, are we still looking at executing him for his arson? We found him in a torture room. He had been severely tortured, and you know, as you can tell, he's still sorely wounded from that experience. Yeah, he's not in a great shape. Um, but, uh, yeah, the captain, like, straightens up, and he, and he uh, attempts to uh, re- regain some sort of professional oomph. Uh, and uh, he says, well, uh, if, if the sentence was execution, then execution it is. I don't know why it was not carried out. Perhaps it slipped between other other duties. Uh, much to do. Uh, Rigos! And he shouts for the, the guy again, and Rigos comes back out. It's like, well, the there's somebody in the cell, but it isn't him. Do you allow us to see this other prisoner who's in his cell? Right. I'm all all fired curious now who's in the cell. So I guess we all traipse back into the cells. All right. So it's a like a cramped uh, uh, stone corridor with um I think it's probably doors, um, like uh, reinforced doors. With a little slot you open and close. Something like that. It's not super. It's not super duper advanced <laughs> uh it's almost like a stone store storehouse um with small rooms right but yeah he uh, one of the doors at the end is is open he goes in and he's like oh look uh it's not him anyone who pokes their head in can see like a gray-haired uh wild-eyed uh muttering looks like a beggar maybe in rags absent-mindedly clawing at the wall is there anyone home? Can I feel anything from him other than maybe confusion or something like that? You get that um, that somebody is is a little off, incoherent, maybe drugged. He's either addle-minded or someone has given him some sort of potion or something like that to addle his brain. Well, I can see that, says the captain. Get him out of here. And, uh, you know, Rigo's like, yes, grabs him and, and hauls him out uh, into the <laughs> to the other room. We're going to have to look into how this happened. Meanwhile, I suppose, in with the prisoner. Yeah. Uh, what about these two cultists, or should we take him back to the to the town council to have them and have sentence on them? Or we can't let him go. He fetches like the keys from Rigos, and he opens one of the other cells, and he points there. Put them here un- until we can figure out what to do with them. This, your story needs to be corroborated, and so forth. Yeah, well, all the good, all the any evidence we might have is with our, our companion Zygmunt. Well, that's that's fine. Just uh, uh, whenever you have the opportunity, bring that, bring the evidence to the council, and uh, they'll make a determination. I'll lean in close to him. There may have been some, and I make a finger waggle type thing. Sorcery done. So he, sorry, son, I'm I'm a little hard. What was that? I think someone uh, late at night, because when we talked to Arnott, he said it was the middle of the night that he got black bagged and dragged out. So I have a feeling that someone may have used some magic. Perhaps. Rest assured, this will be looked into. Right. I feel very reassured. I'm ready to go rest, aren't you, Eskom? <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you excuse, you'll excuse me, I appear to have an extra prisoner I have to figure out what to do with. Uh, I think sober him up or something and then put him back on the street because yeah, I bet he's just a beggar someone snatched. Right. So he, he trundles off into the, the guard room and uh, appears to start a joint sort of interrogation question mark with the with Rigos. It's an impromptu performance evaluation. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see if we can find Zygmunt. Maybe he went to the town council. It's a very short... Uh, road to the city um the city center and the the square where you can probably see uh sigmund exiting the temple so there you go sigmund we dropped him off we dropped him off at the uh at the watch uh we couldn't find anyone at the council maybe you'd have better luck you're the local i mean we could walk in and say we got uh demon demon worshippers here but i didn't want to cause that kind of stir oh any reward for what we did yet, or they don't know what we did? I think Flansa was a bit taken aback, back and surprised at, at your, you know, sudden return and success and all that. Uh, and I think maybe somewhere in the midst of all that, he simply forgot to say, "Oh, I'll, I'll get, I'll get that reward expedited or whatever." Uh, and then uh, Sigmund was like, "Ah, I'm, I'm going to look into this ledger." So. <laughs> 
right now, let's uh, go talk to this scholar. All right. So it's late past past uh, dinner when you when you um I would have to donate a candle or something. <laughs> Not necessary. But yeah, you knock on the on the door and um a man in his forties with the receding hairline opens up, looks at you all, peers at you all, and squints at Sigmund. He's like, Have I seen you before? Um, very possibly. I've spent some time around here. Uh we've Encountered some curious things and been working with the the temple here. The priest said you might be able to help in uh, translating of some writings in uh, the old uh, regional Jorish. Huh. Well, I suppose I could do that. Uh, temple, you say? All right, all right. I mean, opens up the door and and he has a cramped little house. He has a like a proper bookcase. <laughs> Books, pretty fancy. He has, a, he has a fire going in the, you know what? Uh, he he, you know, tries to tidy up a little and, and get everybody a place to sit if they want. And he pulls out a little like table for himself and lights uh, a lamp, like a like a. It appears to be like a uh, lamp of some kind, but it's of a southerly persuasion. It looks all something out of like Arabia type of thing. He fishes out like a little crystal. It looks like a like a we would think of as a as a magnifying glass, but in a, in miniature, and it has like a little copper frame that he holds onto. And he um, says, "Well, uh, may I see the, the document?" Uh, of course. I'm going to use my new demon sense here, just to sure. sense if there are any demonic entities or artifacts around. Excellent. So give me a, an instinct roll. Oh, no. Oh, you have 10. Okay. We're, All right. Yeah. Well, uh, you're not getting any any pings, at least. Oh, we're good. Yeah. There's nothing that stands out in the in the demon ether. So I'll produce the, the ledger and uh, have him look at it. And I want to watch him closely as he's doing this for any, any unusual uh, ticks that he might have. So I'm suspicious of everybody here. Okay. All right. Well, that's understandable. <laughs> so he flips the cover um, and he looks at it and it's like, oh, oh, of course. Yes, this is the old local. Harkens back to the older post-imperial times. I think I studied this. And I'll use my spider sense to see if he starts going, whoo. You, you get a sense of uh, uh, surprise. That's pretty much it. Surprise, but not concern other than, oh, what's this? Right. So his state of mind is like, oh. Interesting. Oh. Yes, he's doing the Spock. So, you know, he goes into how he studied this at the Lyceum in Kandra, and this is fantastic. Uh, so he starts looking at it. Oh, oh, oh this is concerning. Uh, he points to, like, the opening, like, paragraph before all the things that you think are names are beginning. And he says, this appears to be a, what do you call it, a, a, a statement of... Statement of intent? No, there, there's like a... <laughs> I swear to serve the demon aspect of Koshem, so and so forth. Like, that's the kind of... Oh, it's the membership yeah, role. Yeah, it's like a... It's their pledge of allegiance to Koshem. Yes, 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 yes. I pledge myself to uh, serve the darkness and so forth. <laughs> Write my name in the Book of Death. Sort of, yeah. So he goes through the names. And, it's like, hmm. and then his brow furrows. Uh, his mouth does a little thing. And you maybe get a sense of um, a pang of um, surprise, surprise and fear. And then he looks very serious and looks up at you and especially Sigmund. And he says, where did you get this? Well, obviously from a den of demon Koshim worshippers. You find uh, any names that you recognize? Uh, well, I'm not sure. I, I could be mistaken. Uh, he points to one of the names, uh, and he, he says, I believe this says Euphemio Varro. I believe this is the Burgomaster. I knew it all the way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. It could be some other Euphemio. Yeah, it's a very common name around here. <laughs> John Smith, the, <laughs> the Burgomaster. <laughs> he closes the book. 
and and you say you found this in a nest, a demon, a demon infested place, place of demon worship. Yes. So he gets up and he sort of pinches his nose and he walks around a little circle and he says, I was on the council for 10 years. I have never known the Burgomaster to have any strange habits other than perhaps enjoying the, the odd foreign prostitute around festival time. Stay-at-home kind of guy? A busy man and, and a principled man of a sort. You know, he makes that little concession because... You remember how he sort of like, just penned in the name of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did seem concerned about disruption to business, which wouldn't seem to be a big concern if he was in with the demon cultists, but... Trade is necessary here. I'm also wondering, maybe his name was in there as someone to convert. If you say that, then, then he says these are all in different hands, I believe. Uh, unless somebody was uh, particularly inept or quirky. I just smile and nod, knowing how my handwriting looks. And then, then he seems to go into this mind thing, uh, headspace, where he's like, it could be a forgery. Yes, yes, it could be a forgery. Somebody could have put his name there. Do you have anything with the Burgermeister's hand written here? He goes off to the his little library shelf <laughs> and... Uh, picks up a box and he opens the wooden box and he takes out um, what appears to be some letters, takes out one of the letters and opens it and compares it to text. Why don't anyone who wants to take a closer look with him, you can make a, make a yeah, regular intelligence roll. Hey, succeed. <laughs> nope. And Yana, if you wanted to have a look. Okay, so two of you succeed. Uh, well, uh, Eskel, it's a little... Maybe it's just, just that the script is so different that it's difficult. We're all to crowded around, and he has to look at it upside down. Yeah, indeed. Yana and, and uh, Sigmund, the, the text could be, it could be the same hand. So it's a definite possibility. At the very least, he would have had to have a reference to make the same, make it good. Given the strange happenings in the jail, though. Yes. It does raise more suspicion on the Burgermeister. And we probably would have told him about what happened in the jail on the way over here, so we're not going to speak in front of the uh, old gent. I am going to have a drink. Uh, would anyone else like... Speaking alone is alcoholism, <laughs> right? So, yeah. He doesn't wait for anyone to say something. Well, we'll share one, too, so that he can feel better about <laughs> it. Yeah. Could it be that they need a useful pawn? Maybe they, they had something on him? Maybe they offered him something that he thought he could get. How did he become burgomaster? He's been he's been he's been a burgomaster for uh, twenty years. Become burgomaster? I don't know. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't a part of the um, uh, the council at that time. We may want to talk to other council members. Uh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, there is there's Anya, the goldsmith. Not well. She, her father was the goldsmith. Uh, you know, he mentions a couple of other people, um, older people, merchants, some of the few who are around here. None of those names are on the list there. He goes back to the to the book. Since he stopped midway, he goes through it, says no, none other. Probably not tonight. Well, what happens to Arnott and uh, the two cultists tonight? If the jailer tells the burgomaster, I don't think any of them will still be in the jail in the morning. Not alive. But uh, if they never got what they wanted out of him, they may have another go at him. When we're traveling with the other two, and could we tell where they came from? Were they locals? Are they? You would probably say that they were originally uh, like forest barbarians from the region. Culturally, they're they're forest dwellers, either from a village or nomadic. You don't think they would be from the city. Okay. Unfortunately, I think if we try to hang around the jail, we will get spotted. Well, who would have an interest? Get spotted by whom? Oh, like the watch. Unless we find some place interesting to, to watch the jail from, like a rooftop. I look at Yana. You're good at climbing, aren't you? Not necessarily climbing, but... It's real easy. It's real easy since most buildings are one floor. <laughs> a place with a view, but also some concealment. 
Wickle alive. Are you are you planning on some sort of assault on the on the jail? No. An assault? A stakeout. Trying to see who comes in and out. Sure that no nefarious persons aren't taken out when they shouldn't be. If, if you are concerned about that, I suppose you should do that. I I think this uh, evidence this needs to be taken up before the rest of the council. I, I was on the council. Perhaps I can gather them in short order someplace. I could take the evidence to them and, and some th- something could be decided. Empathy time. Is he being honest? Uh, he's terrified. He's terrified. Remember, it's not a lie detector. It's a state of mind detector. So I can't tell if he's terrified of being found out or terrified at, at what's going on. I'll look over at Zygmunt and shrug. That sounds like a good idea. We need to see if what we can find out from the other council member, what they want to do. Well, if Herod knows these people, he'd have a better chance of getting them together. I could, I could, uh, I could uh, bring them here, and uh, and we could put the evidence to them and uh, make a decision. Perhaps, uh, perhaps we can do this in a bloodless way. I hope so. Should I delay my setting up watch until after this meeting? No, I think we need to have an eyes on that. All right, I'll go look for my. I'll go look for a vantage point. Okay. Yeah, I'll stay here because in case any, any you know anyone wants to mess with us, at least I have a chance of protecting these two gentlemen. Okay. Harrod goes over and um, takes his cloak, takes his uh, uh, little. It's not like a full-on like quarter staff, but it's like a walking staff goes to the door and he says, um, well, I, I shall fetch Anya and the others. Uh, I'll look over at Zygmunt. Um, should, should I follow? With, go with them? Should, should we accompany you? If, if, if you wish. All right. Pull my cloak up, my hood up, so it's over my face, and yeah, we'll follow along. So, Yana, you want to peel off and, and go hang around the jail? Yes. Okay. Uh, give me a hide. Give me a hide roll to set yourself up in a in an advantageous position. Any bonuses? Uh, yeah, three three extra points. Yes. All right. Find a good enough position nearby. Yeah, I don't end up having to go all the way up on the wall, which has the elevation, but is probably too far. Yeah, yeah. If if you want to have a good view of like the entrance, that would be impractical. Meanwhile. The others, uh, you uh, wander over to first um, Anya's house, and Anya is a uh, young, youngish, you know, mid late twenties. Took over her uh, her father's uh, goldsmithing business. She doesn't really do any smithing herself. She the books and enjoys the the luxuries that the profession brings in. Yeah, I think I'll just I'll just hang outside. By the entrance, you know, just just so we won't get surprised by anybody who's been who might have been following us. Right. So Harrod raps on the door, and it's a, it's one of the larger houses, not in terms of height, but uh, more a sprawling. It's not an estate, but it's for being a tiny town like Torsberg, it's it's a pretty swanky place. And so there's a servant, a simple like uh, housemaid, who opens the door and uh, he says, "Yes, uh, um, I I need a quick word with the." Uh, lady of the house uh, and uh, she goes and fetches Anya and she shows up like I said uh, wearing pretty expensive an expensive looking dress expensive in the sense that it has like silver thread in it that kind of stuff and she uh, looks at Herod and is like oh, well Herod what, what brings you here at this hour uh, and you sense maybe a bit of well you're keeping out of sight did I hear that Esco? yeah I'm, I'm basically staying at uh, by, by, the, by her door outside uh, he says, uh, 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 "There, there's um, something that requires uh, your attention. It's, uh, it's, it's best if we, if we talk about it uh, at at my place, uh, my house. Gather your things and and go over there. Just, uh, just tell, let yourself in. I will gather the others." Um, and she looks at him a little with surprise uh, and a little suspicion, and looks to Sigmund. I guess cause you're there, and she says, "Really, this is." Quite unusual. Uh, why, by the others, do you mean the council members? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, 
but uh, don't don't mention it to anyone. Just just go to my house, please. Did you butt in or anything? No. So she looks over to you. All right. Uh, she'll be there shortly. Uh, and she calls out to her housemaid and closes the door. And looks to you and, well, well all right. You know, this, this doesn't actually cost me any side points or anything. Each time we, like, are coming up to these people's houses and stuff, I'm going to do the demon sense. <laughs> okay, roll. Found no success there. Not, none that you can discern, at least. Your demon sense is not, not tingling. So you move on uh, closer to the, the harbor side. And, uh, meanwhile, Yana, you see two men approach the jail. They are dressed in uh, cloaks. Uh, they have the hoods down, though. Say, I can see their hair and right. faces. Okay. Exactly. They have, they have the appearance of, um, you would say, uh, Southeasterners. In real-world terms, they, they would be similar to, like, Anatolian Greeks in appearance. Like, they have slightly darker features. Um, not super tall, but certainly not minuscule. They're younger men. They have some, some uh, they have, like, longer hair, and, and it's not, like, fancily done up or anything, but they, there are some curls in there, and they have some, some string in their hair. Uh, you eat chickpeas and sail on the sea? <laughs> You don't see any boats, unfortunately, and they don't seem to be swaying like they're, they're they came from a deck uh, just now. Yana isn't a native, but you know you've met some people in your in your journeys in the south, so you you can pinpoint that. Okay, these are probably southeasterners from somewhere over there. They go to the jail. They rap on the jail door. Uh, the door opens. They appear to have a brief conversation with somebody inside, and then they step inside, and the door closes. I suppose I'm going to have to. Sneak closer and try to eavesdrop. Okay. There's really no, nobody else out at this hour, or very few people out anyway, so it's not an issue to get over there. Um, finding a place to listen in would be more of a thing. So why don't you give me a listen roll? Success. Fantastic. So uh, you go near one of the embrasures that, that pass for a, for a window, right? These narrow strips of... Um, hollows in the in the wall and you hear don't know uh they just came here and left them and another voice uh, presumably the visitors one of the visitors goes um we need to clean this up now so go fetch the uh what would he say he would say um yeah go go fetch the hunter you're pretty sure that the people the person they're talking to is the guard rigos you think it's his voice pretty sure and then you hear some jangling of keys and, and somebody's going through the door into the cells. What do you do? We did have all of that talk about having a minimum of bloodshed and stuff. So I am going to withdraw and I'm going to wait for Rigos to come out. And uh, I will shadow him as he goes and finds this hunter. Oh, so what I meant when he goes and like goes for a key, uh, it's it's the door uh, that leads to the cells and not the, not the out the door, so to speak. So... They meant bring Arnott out to us. You would intuit that, yes. I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that they're not gonna do him here. I think they're gonna kill him somewhere else. So I'm gonna wait for them to come out with Arnod. Oh, I gotta I gotta withdraw a pace and watch. All right. So you hear some you hear some some light commotion, and you hear Arnod's voice um, saying something like, "Couldn't do it the first time." think you can do it now oh you again and then you hear him spitting and then you hear like uh some back and forth like uh, maybe somebody is being shoved uh, against a table or something and then you hear some impact of like fists on flesh and some grunts and somebody says bind his mouth and then they um uh, address regos presumably and say leave the others for now they should they should have a taste of their failure you will have a taste of yours soon and um then it appears that they're they're heading for the door. All right, let's ready in action. Okay, what do, what do you want to do? Well, they don't want bloodshed, but well, they're not going to get because all our weapons are at the north gate. Mm-hmm. Except for a dagger. That's true. I I am not actually walking around with my short bow. I should have been clear about that. Yeah, cannot I cannot shoot them, and therefore I am going to have to settle for shadowing them. Otherwise, it'd be like. Get in and try to take off, take any weapon that Rigos might have, and kill the other two. And it's 
the numbers just aren't very good for that, so... You could do it. Could. Yes. I am going to shout. <laughs> just just think, what would Eskel do? Burn everything. <laughs> and, I, and I start going down the comparative success list and how many times he's actually been able to smash things with the morning star he's only like had one chance and give me a give me a sneak roll to move away stealthily and then um tail these people all right cool so the two of them come out they're dragging rigos between them uh not rigos sorry uh, or not and he appears to be a little extra worked over and he has uh some sort of rag stuffed in his mouth and bound uh around his head they start moving toward the the harbor I assume you're you're hanging on. Hanging on, yeah. So they go down to the harbor. They look pretty carefully uh, before they step out uh, onto the quay proper and out on one of the smaller jetties. Look like there's a boat for them. Yeah, there's a small like rowing boat. Nobody's in it, but uh, they go down and they like they haul Arnold into the boat, and then uh, there's uh, a guardsman that comes by and goes, "Ho there! What's the activity here?" And he walks up to up to them, and one of them uh, comes over. Oh, hello there, watchman. Uh, nothing, nothing serious. One of our one of our friends got a little drunk um, up at the Blue Dragon. We're just going to um, return to our camp downriver. And uh, he looks at them. He's like, "Well, you're not carrying any contraband into the city, are you?" And he goes, "No, no. Uh, we we know better than that. We're traders, just visiting. Well, just the same. I think you should." Show me what you have there. And so the guard comes closer. And Does the guard have a board broadsword? The guard is wearing like a helmet. Uh, he has a club. And he's put his like spear um, against like a trio of barrels that are, that's, that are standing on the quay. But he has his truncheon like in his hand. And uh, so the man is like, well, all right, uh, here, look. Um, and so he looks around under the, the cloak of one of the guys, and he's like, he looks down to the boat. He's like, well, uh, you there, you come up out of the boat, and I want to see your friend too. And that's when you see the guy who's on the quay, the, the foreigner, the southeasterner, pull out his dagger. Let's get that spear. Okay, you want to rush out and take the spear? Because it looks like they're about to kill that guard. So. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's time to engage. <laughs> so it's pretty, like, it's going to happen. You're, they're going to stab him before you get to the spear. So uh, if you want to warn him, like, you'll have to shout or something, right? Doesn't make the numbers very good for me, but I suppose I need to put the preservation of the guard's life above three confirmed kills. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll warn him, too. As I'm rushing out to grab his spear. Watch out! She's going to stab you, guard! <laughs> so the guard goes, oh! Looks up to you and then looks at the the other guy and uh, the other guy strikes and, well, the guard whips up his truncheon, parries the dagger, uh, the thrust, parries. When I say parry, I mean he smacks <laughs> he smacks the arm and he, and he starts shouting something, well, you filthy foreigner! Uh, and then, you know, starts to get into a tussle with that guy. Meanwhile, on the other end of town, Harrod is uh, approaching uh, uh, one of the other houses. It appears to be like a combined Things like a combined house uh, and um, uh, maybe like a small-scale uh, fletching business. Or actually, no, it's a, I think it's a, a small-scale, uh, what do you call it, that when you make barrels. Cooper? Yeah, Cooper. He wraps on that door, and a sleepy-looking man in his advanced 50s um, opens up the door, uh, scratches his head, uh, yawns. Oh, uh, well, what? Uh, don't, please, uh, uh, I, I apologize for the lateness. Uh, there, there is there's something of import that, that uh, we need to discuss. Uh, I simply simply go to my home, please. Just grab your things and we'll have a talk. He says, "Well, this is a bit strange." Uh, what do you mean, go to your home? Uh, not not important uh, for now. Will uh, everything will be explained? Please, Merrick, just just go there. Wait for me there. The guy squints at you, squints at at uh, Harrod. Um, you can make your instinct roll there demon free <laughs> totally demon free yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fine i guess i see him do i gather is he just just tired he's tired and a little irritated that that uh he's being dragged out he was probably enjoying his after dinner nap so if i have yeah, yeah i'll be there and he just closes the door 
and Harry's like, all right, all right, final one. Starts moving up, um, up the street, um, back toward uh, the city center. I don't know if we will be able to pry the innkeeper away, but uh, he'll just have to delegate, I suppose. It'll be fine. You all duck into the the inn, and there's uh, you know, there there's at least three different people playing three different tunes, including the the bard Olu, and uh, it, you know, it's just packed. And uh, yeah, the, there are some serving people who come uh, come up, and Harrod uh, waves them away with the and in order to go fetch the, the the innkeeper, and the innkeeper Kim comes out after a bit. Um, the usual stereotypical innkeeper man probably has a stereotypical innkeeper name, whatever that is. And you go through the same song and dance. Uh, once you make your instinct roll, oh, hey. away. it's Amtan, Amtan, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Playing us the whole way. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like Amtan is like a winged demon. <laughs> His jaw is broken, which is why why he has a speech impediment. Uh, you you get like a squirrely sense from somewhere in the vicinity. Uh, now that you're talking to um, the innkeeper here, I'm not sure if it's from the innkeeper, but it's definitely here within your psychic power in meters, which is. 18. The in-room. <laughs> Great. So just uh, doing the, the zoom around. Uh, anybody eyeing us suspiciously? Huh, uh, make a search roll. And you can take a four-point bonus because you have like a, a, a squirrely sense about something here. Ooh, success. Eh? Oh, nice. Yeah. So you notice uh, a pair of, yeah, kind of the similar type to, to the the Southeasterners described for Yana. They're not sitting together. Like one is at a table with uh, some others and, and one is near uh, the stage with uh, near Olu. And they're both um, like eyeing you two, the three of you. And, um, you know, one of them is attempting to mask it as like, oh, I'm just looking over all of them, all of you, all of the entire in-room. The other is more, well, the other is less subtle about it. This was the this is the last that we were going to pick up, right? So we're all going out together. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it takes some cajoling. It takes some cajoling, but finally, Harrod is able to prize the innkeeper away. Okay. And as we're heading, I'll try to subtly mention to Eskel that that those two guys were INS and might be following us. We might have to deal with them. I go. You good with uh, Harrod by yourself? I'll hang back. If you can take them out by yourself, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to find a nice dark place by the entrance I can hide and wait for those two to come out. Okay. okay. I guess uh, scream in horror if you need help. <laughs> All right, so you set off, and, and um, Esco, you can you can make your hide roll. Uh, plus three for the, for the dorkness. Ah! You know, I got a stinking hero, stinking hero point I'm going to spend and make that a success. Before I leave... I'll, I'll try to give him a little protection here. Oh. And we'll try second level. Minus two per level, right? Oh, oh. Uh, I know you've sp- cast spells in the city before, kind of on the sly, and you c- can probably get away with it now, but you do remember that it's illegal to use magic um, technically in town. Likelihood of you being found out here is very low. And if there's guard around, well, that just helps us with the evil foreigners. So. <laughs> <laughs> and my odds of success here, great. So, but we'll give it a try. No. Yeah, probably that demonic presence is messing with you. Probably your intent. So back to uh, Yonam. You grab the spear. You're in. You're in dash and stab distance too, for sure. For for the guy who's. Uh, tussling with the guard um the other guy appears to be thinking screw this uh and he's you know picked up an oar is like pushing attempting to push the boat out from the 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 jetty are not in the boat yes and is the boat the boat is on the other side of the guard and the other one yes and no i mean if you wanted to throw the spear you could certainly do that uh and you wouldn't hit them but you have to kind of navigate past them if you want to jump into the boat. And it would be the same chance of success whether I'm stabbing somebody with the spear or throwing the spear? Uh, they're two different skills. Uh, two different skills, okay. 
Is one more dexterity based and one more strength based? Well, I'm probably the same whether I'm strength or dex. I mean, I'm slightly stronger than I am dexterous, but... You're higher than 13 dex, right? I'm a 13 dex, yeah. Yeah, no, it's the same base. So you would have, if we take the base skill level, then you would have, you would have eight. If you, if you picked Weapon Master, did you do that? Did pick Weapon Master, yes. Okay, so you would have an eight at either. I kind of don't want that boat to get away, and the guard is already actively engaging the other one, so... Oh, yeah. I am going to try to hit the one in the boat. I'm going to throw the spear. Okay. Whoosh goes the spear. I can do under eight. Yes. Equal to or under. So there is, cur- there is currently a no. Six hero points. I'll go ahead and turn it into a success. Okay. You can roll a d20, by the way. Let's see where that um, hits. Oh. Four. Four. <laughs> okay. Roll me a d6 plus one. Okay. You strike the man in the leg, the in his right leg, somewhere in the the meaty thigh that isn't riddled with um with veins. So he grunts uh and falls to one one knee. Uh and he his attempt at pushing off is thwarted, but he doesn't appear to be, you know, disabled. Incapacitated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, the the guard and the the other guy uh, are none of them are getting any. They're they're just like essentially wrestling. I think they fall to the ground and start wrestling back and forth out on the jetty. What's your next move? Oh, I find myself unarmed, and I need to arm. And I need to arm myself. So you got your dagger. Oh, I do have my dagger. Yes, daggers are allowed. It's daggers out and jumping to the bone. All right. Yeah, you don't have to make a you don't have to make a roll or anything. It's just a question of like dashing past the, the two wing idiots uh, and then jumping into the boat. And it's close enough that uh, it's not much of a, a thing. So we can move on to the the next round, if you want to call it that. So you, you make your heroic jump, land the boat, steady yourself, and uh, while you see the man giving up his attempt to get away and and getting out his dagger, so it's going to be. <laughs> Dagger to dagger fight in the boat over Arnod. <laughs> Why don't you roll your um, your dex plus a d10, and I'll do the same for this guy. Ha 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 ha! He rolls a nine. You roll a ten. <laughs> Yama always goes first. Quite gratifying. That's your intent here. I'm straight up attacking him with the dagger. All right. Do you attempt to hit any particular place or? No, I'm just trying to get some wounds in and. Try to incapacitate him. I'm not making called shots right now. What's your dagger skill again? Dagger skill is five. And then we weapon master. So I'm about a 50-50 chance, yes. You know, you can probably take a plus three because it's a it's a pretty closed space. Like, there's not a whole lot of space to move around in. Oh, very good. Okay. So he attempts to thwart that. He doesn't want to be stabbed. He doesn't want to get hurt again. Uh, he fails, so give me a d20 and do d4 plus whatever damage it is you do. Plus, plus two, I think, with your damage bonus. So let me see how tough this guy is. Okay, so you stab at him and he, like, throws up his arm and you, like, transfix the four, like, dagger straight through. Slap! Slash! Right, right through, and then yank it back and he you know he bundles up the arm against him but he doesn't he doesn't like he just grits his teeth and spits um and is ready for the next showdown (laughs) and since he decided to attempt to avoid your attack it's the next round so we can do that real quick so your go modifiers as before yes oh wow this time he succeeds so Ah. it's an irritating little dance back and forth like you stab and he, he uh, like leans a little to a side and then like threatens you with his dagger so you have to like withdraw and it's this awful like awkward boat <laughs> like deal where you both have to suddenly stabilize yourselves right final final thing before we switch over to somewhere else I, i'm assuming you're attempting to stab the hell out of him again might as well um if he was a little bit worse off I might try to knock him into the water, but I'm not sure he's quite there yet. 
Oh, and he succeeds this time too. So yeah, he's just stubbornly resisting as he's slowly bleeding, you know, all over his arm and and the front of his uh, front of his uh, tunic and the his leg. And the guard in the background is like shouting for like help, help, guards. Um, and you can hear footfalls on uh, on the quay coming closer. I guess uh, one of these uh, two people that. Um, that Sigmund pointed out to you, uh, Eskel comes out the tavern kind of a little lazily. Like he has a, a mug in his hand and he drains it and then he throws it away. And then he starts to slowly move, move off down toward uh, where Sigmund and the others went off. I'll wait a second to see if anyone else comes out. And if no one does, I'll just uh, move out of the shadows and follow him. N- nobody else comes out. Uh, yeah, sneak, sneak away. Uh, again, you can take a plus three for darkness and uh, such. Sneak, yeah, sneak is eight. Yes, I sneak. Do you just want to stay on him, or is there a further intent? I'm going to stay on him, seeing what he's up to. I mean, so far he has done nothing other than follow. Now, if, he, if daggers come out, then I'll do something. But I'm going to follow him, see where he go, and see if he's actually following. Yeah, he seems to be following exactly the same road down toward um the house like after after sigmund and so is he like gonna stop and listen i guess or if you let them they'll then if you let him rather then he'll continue all the way so that uh, he's he's uh within sight of of harrod's house when sigmund and the others go in there and he's he stops there and he has a look and he looks around and then it appears that he's um thinking about maybe moving closer. That's when I whisper in his ear, I wouldn't do that if I was you. Awesome. And then we uh, cut to the quay again. And Yana, you can you can hear the the quay guards, the, the watchmen uh, on the quay come rushing in and you hear the clinking of mail and you hear uh, uh, the odd, you know, spear bang against another bang. Yeah. Uh, smack against another spear. You can't see how many they are, but they're clearly too many for this guy to get away from. So he looks up past you, and then he looks at you, and his eyes narrow, and then he cuts his own throat. Guy in the boat does? Yes. Unless you stop him. <laughs> well, since the last few rounds was him thwarting everything that I do... <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure these guys aren't really useful to me alive, but I think what he's basically trying to do is put me in a frame or something, so or sacrifice his own life to make me look bad or something, so I might as well try to stop him. Okay. If you want to stop him, it's going to be Brawl. You'll, you'll do your Brawl, he'll do his. Brawl is not a weapon. It is not a weapon, but, well, no, technically not. Any bonus for Quillos Quarters? Nah, I think since this is more speed than it is, uh... Oh, very good. Pass tonight. <laughs> a tie! Yeah. <laughs> Ties go to the suicidal maniacs or the, uh... <laughs> or the player characters. Well, it's a normal success against a normal success, so, yeah. So I'd, I'd have to spend a hero point. Yeah, if you want. Otherwise, I think I'm going to find a, a, an, an unpleasant compromise. Unpleasant compromise? Or, you know, an unsatisfying compromise. <laughs> I don't like the sound of uh, that, so I'm down to four hero points. I mean, I totally intended to murder this guy, but... You you could let it happen, like, uh, if, if you'd rather hold on to your hero points. It's not going to be as bad as he intended, but it's not going to be as good as you intended, right? Presently. Well, the other guy's still alive, yes. presumably. So, as far as getting dirt... It doesn't really matter that this guy lives. All that's important is that they did not get away with Arnod, which was really the objective. Yeah. yeah. So I'll take my hero point back. And Excellent. And the root gesture is he offs himself. <laughs> well, you do try to stop him. I do try to stop him, yeah. So you, you get your hand, you know, around his wrist and you try to stop him from, from continuing and the bolt rocks and you sort of end up jabbing uh, the knife into his throat, but not in the way that he intended. Uh, so he kind of gurgles a bit, and uh, you both fall overboard. And you come up, and you you know you shake yourself, and you don't, and the water is dark. It's cold. 
He's getting it through the nose, the mouth, and the tracheotomy. <laughs> you don't see him. Do you, do you attempt to climb up or dive? or? Let's climb up. Back into the boat. Okay. Fantastic. I think maybe we should leave it there. Uh, we'll resolve um, the whole deal with um, this this conspiracy or whatever it is. I'll pick up again. I don't think I'm going to give you anything this second. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I dragged out the walk around and take council members back to the house thing a little uselessly. But other than that, I just had a thought. Did, have you ever done detect that demon detection thing of yours by the temple? No. Everybody, everybody in the whole. <laughs> <laughs> We're the only ones. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. What's the conversion rate between copper, silver, and gold? Uh, it's usually 10. So 75 silver, all oh, that copper. Yeah, but it's copper pieces. It's not silver. <laughs> you get the, the wagon full of uh, pennies. Yes. <laughs> Somebody put all their change in, change in a chest. <laughs> yeah, it's like right by the door, you know, where they empty a change out of their pockets as they come in. <laughs> It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.